going on, everyone? I'm he And I'm Jay. You're listening to Host of Horrors, show where we discuss and review horror films based off of predetermined themes of the month. Jay. Another month, another summer camp that I don't want to visit ever, ever. This, <laughs> this one wasn't that bad. No, this one wasn't as bad. It's, it's, I like the story a little bit more yeah. than the others. Yes. There's an actual story to it. <laughs> so. Oh, hold on. Let me. Brought to you by. N- totally not Pepsi. Like, totally, totally not Pepsi. By Blue Cola. Blue Cola. <laughs> Blue Cola, everybody. It's... I like the story a lot lot in this one. Yeah, no, this one's really good. Uh, So, essentially, take the gore and the kills from Friday the 13th, the fun of Sleepaway Camp, and just just give it a better story. And you have 1981's The Burning. It burns. Burn, baby, burn. Uh, Disco Inferno. Uh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't get us copyright claims. Uh, I don't know. Everything else does. Uh, Fucking YouTube. YouTube sucks. Wait, no. We love you, YouTube. Yeah, just... Please don't demonetize us. Just like... I don't know. Don't say we're using a Taylor Swift song when we're literally using a scene from a movie. That's weird, right? There is no Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift wasn't even thought of when Nightmare on Elm Street 2 came out. <laughs> the fuck, YouTube? Oh, my God. That's rich. Anyway. That's Yeah, rich. so The Burning, directed by Tony... The Burning. Tony Malum? Tony... I don't... Honestly, okay, this one... I've never heard of this one at all. Even less so than about other ones. Like, at least I've heard of Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp I've heard of. I've heard of nothing. Absolutely nothing about this movie. Yeah, we're like, Friday the 13th is a horror cult classic, or just a horror classic in general. Mm-hmm. Sleepaway Camp is a classic for, like, shock value and controversial reasons. This is a cult classic where horror films, like, horror film fans know about this. Not a lot of mainstream uh, attention is given to this one. So this is kind of like, oh, if you're a movie buff or just happen to be a fan of Steinfeld, you might have seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Alexander's in this film. Yeah. So is Holly Hunter. Not even gonna lie. Fucking Elastigirl's I... <laughs> in this film. <laughs> Elastigirl and freaking, what's that dude's name? It's gonna get on my nerves and I don't figure out what Jason... So Jason Alexander played in uh in Steinfeld. Seinfeld. Whatever. This isn't the Berensteins. This or the isn't Berensteins. the Man- Steins or Steins. Um, I don't know. Is it Chick Fil A with a C or Chick Fil A with a CK? I don't eat Jesus chicken. Me neither. <laughs> George Constanza. That was that's his name. George Constanza. Yeah, it's actually. That was gonna annoy the crap out of me. It's actually got a lot of famous people in this film, like including Fisher Stevens. Um, the problem is none of these famous people are the leads; they're just the side characters. And everybody got to get their start somewhere. But these side characters steal the fucking show, <laughs> especially Dave, played by Jason Alexander. Even like, Woodstock was fun. Fisher oh Stevens, my. Woodstock was kind of fun. <laughs> no, I'm gonna lie. Every did, whenever I was looking at this film, I was like, see, my experience of summer camp, if I was going to have summer camp in the 80s, I would like it to be like that. Well, save for the bullying, 
But I feel like the bullying's part of it. No, <laughs> it doesn't need to be. But apparently, it doesn't it is. need to be. But it, it is. It is. It's part <laughs> of the culture. And you know what else is weird? Speaking of the culture, it's just like you can tell like a lot of the like. How do I put this without being like it's crappy? There's a lot of like guys that want to that are very forceful about like them trying to fuck. And I'm like, bruh, like rapey vibes. Okay, since you said it, yeah, the rape culture in here and during this era is kind of weird, y'all. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, I know it's the '80s, but it still is like weird. So I'm like, even, I don't know, dog. Even our final girl, Alfred, he's a little creep. Yeah. No. Okay. So let's get into it. <laughs> the, of course, yeah. That everything started by this whole thing about. There's uh, these group of kids that basically pay a prank on, what was it, Cropsy? Corpsy? Cro- Cropsy. Cropsy, the Who? evil bastard of, a, I guess, janitor, camp counselor? He was a maintenance man at uh, Camp Blackfoot. That's a very creepy uh, name for a very creepy sounding <laughs> uh, camp. And, yeah. Uh, evidently, he drank two whiskeys a day, two bottles of whiskey a day, and it shows because that motherfucker lit up in an instant he looks like he was uh having a bender so yeah they play a prank and it's like this skull but they put candles inside the skull just to freak him out a little bit well, that was weird because that was like what was on maggoty too yeah so i'm wondering where they found the skull at i, um, I feel like that wasn't the first the first <laughs> kill that was done there i'm just saying but crosby freaks the fuck out hits the skull and then literally lights up he his whole bed lights up he lights up he hits a can of gas he lights up more whole can the whole building is on fire and uh doesn't die though he he makes it to the hospital and uh after five years of clinical surgery clinical um recovery and uh honestly probably mental recovery he, he is released i don't know about mental recovery dog I don't know about all that. Well, I, okay, Based I on say the events of this film. I, I say know. recovery, but recovery in the same way that like someone goes to rehab just to relapse a week later. That kind of recovery. <laughs> no, dude, like, and then for no reason, it well it felt like for no entire reason. I guess kind of a reason, but this the parts of this, the 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 Swiss cheese is there. Um. So he goes like I guess to fight to find a place to live or trying to like you know bang this hooker, but he kills the hooker and I'm yeah, like it I comes don't out understand of I don't understand why he kills the hooker. You know what? I don't un- okay all the kills then really start coming to maybe about the last like half of the film. The second half of the film that's where the kills started coming coming coming. Mm-hmm. But the first half was like everything was like a lot of build up, a lot of like jump scares and i'm like get to know your characters get to know your characters so everything was more fleshed out than the other two films mm-hmm. well sleepaway camp had a little sleepaway bit of camp pretty fleshed out. it's the same way i i say sleepaway camp does the same thing with its cast of characters mm. where they're memorable i remember their names where like friday the 13th they were just kills yeah they were just like kills right i remember alice that's it and i remember kevin bacon because it's <laughs> kevin bacon that's it. But, I don't remember their names. I don't remember their characters. But like, I like like these characters like as like kind of mad. Like I can't. I'm say mad. As kind of mad as I didn't care much about the, like the 
the rapiness of like couple of them, Eddie. But you wanted them to die. That's you wanted the thing. them to die, but and they did die. The weird part, the the people that some of the people that you thought were gonna die didn't. Like there's like an actual surviving, like a good chunk of surviving um characters that actually made it, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, okay, we have a handful of survivors now instead of just one. Well, technically. So, already, you know, already no spoiler. So, basically, the kills are coming right after they go on this canoe trip that is being kind of, like, being built up throughout the whole summer. Three-day canoe trip. Three-day canoe trip out to, I guess, the outskirts of the lake uh, where they're at. So, it's, like, kind of like the outskirts and then the base camp and then whatever. So... They go to get there by canoe. There were a lot of like jump scares kind of leading up to it, to where you knew the killer was there, but like that was one of the most irritating yeah. things about this film was that piano wire that they kept stringing on. Oh, that would irritate <laughs> me so much because like something as little as Crosby in the beginning, something as little as Crosby like rolling over in the bed, you just hear and, it, and what? And then, and then there's some parts. Oh God! And there's a part towards the end where it's like, you did the scares happening, and then nothing, and then it feels like it was reversed. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Like they, the mute, the composer, the sound people were having a ball <laughs> with this in post. Like they, they were just having way too much fun with this. And speaking of weird things about the film, the lighting and the focus, non-existent. I, you know what? This was, I think, a $1.5 million budget. Like, this is a million dollar budget. They had money back. I mean, that's 80s. That's 80s money. Yeah, that's 80s money. A million, you can get, do a lot with a million yeah, back so, in the day. So I'm like, you had a good, decent sized budget for this, but yet it was giving student film. Yeah, like, like the focus <laughs> is non existent whatsoever in the lighting where. So they they took like a natural approach when it came to lighting, mm-hmm. and that looks gorgeous during the day. At night, however, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like half the time, I couldn't tell what was happening. It it felt like the budget went mostly towards getting the location and getting the actors. That's it. Everything else, like, and maybe the camera and the camera person, the gaffer there, just like. Was non-existent. They're like, oh, no. what's a gaffer? Um, but <laughs> they didn't know that term back then. <laughs> but it does feel like there is um, it's a mixed bag. Like I like the story of it and the characters. My favorite character was Dave because <laughs> Jason Alexander's character because he was like the he was like the I guess the comic relief, but also de facto like leader at the same time. It was like he was the funny guy, but he was the funny guy that was able to like switch into leader mode whenever he needed to it's a little bit maybe unnecessarily sometimes yeah but it was he was also like hella funny yeah because you had glacier and the eddie bully. they were the, they were the deal holes you really wanted them to die but they kind of like took on that leadership role but no one took them serious where dave didn't really take that leadership role but the younger kids would look to dave as mm-hmm. guidance they would ask him questions or be like dave what do we do now and then so, looks like I think you had the counselors Todd and Michelle. Michelle. Todd, as it turns out later on in the film, 
is one of the kids that was there the day that he died. He he well didn't die. He he played the prank on Crosby. The Crosby, day that yeah Crosby didn't die. Oh, I mean right. he was there the he day was, Crosby quote, died. Quote quote unquote <laughs> died. I mean, but whenever the prank got played, he was there. He wasn't the one who like you know put the bags in there, but he was like one of the ones who were like knocking on the door pretending to be a wolf. So he was there, and whenever the story was being told, you're just like oh. Because uh, there was a point where during the canoe trip where Todd was telling the story of the of Cropsy. And I feel like there's no way that is that wasn't just, you know, a scary story to be told. Like he he that was history right mm-hmm. there that he was he was like reciting and was almost repeating. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that they did that because at the end of the film, it's almost as if you're supposed to see Alfred, who's the kid that lives at the end of the film. There, it's almost like the grown-up version of him mm. telling the Crosby story yet again to a bunch of like he's a counselor at camp telling a bunch of kids the same story. So it's like if anything traumatic happens in your life, just become a camp counselor and tell kids the story to scare them, or a comedian, or a comedian, or just be a comedian. But <laughs> honestly, I, I probably would be the same because I was like, "There's some way I got to get rid of this trauma and therapy." <laughs> I, I got to work so much. Yeah, I got to tell someone something. Uh huh. So overall, I think actually, I, I had myself a time. Like there were a lot, a good bit of parts where I was like, "Ugh," at especially at like certain kills, because like, ugh. What the what, the kill that some of these kills frustrated the shit out of me. These kills frustrated the shit out of me because some of them just came out of nowhere. The people that you thought were gonna die didn't, and the well didn't die till later. And the ones you thought were gonna die earlier, like later, or didn't die at all, they were like killed. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like one of these scares that came up earlier was whenever Sally. Yeah, whenever Sally, um, she just kind of taking a shit, taking a shower, all of that, all of that good stuff. The you would have thought that the killer was right there because that's what it was making you want to believe. No, it was just Alfred B the creep, and that's kind of how you get your introduction. Yeah, that's to your main. Alfred. That's your main character, everyone. That's that's your final girl in the film. The final girl, the Alfred, creepy little guy, uh, sneaking peeks at girls in the shower. The, you had a strange, strange person, strange soul, but it's also like. I'm sorry. There was a lot of burpees. It was also weird because you think that with this uh, dude, like, he'd be, like, more, you know, more likable. Alfred isn't really that likable. Um, maybe until, like, the end. And even then, it's kind of like he wasn't really that as likable as, he, as they could have made him out to be. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't likable at all. I didn't like that little shit. He was weird. He was creepy. They try to make him out to be like this uh, outcast, like everyone's out to get him, and that's why he's so weird and creepy. Yet, David, Woodstock, and the other two, so it's like a group of four. It's like David, Dave, Woodstock, oh and, my god. And the other two. Yeah, other kids. Just the other two. They were literally friends with him. So like, and there, there's, a earlier... scene, there's a scene where he's talking to Todd and he's like, I have no friends. Everyone bullies me, yada, yada, yada. And then the next fucking scene, you see him hanging out with these four people as friends. Between that, you get a piece of the, uh, you know, introduction to Glazer, the bully, that they're kind of talking about earlier. Like, they were talking about him earlier, I guess, with all the muscles. 
and all of that. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But you know one thing that kind of got me about these characters, speaking of, at least the world of the film. How old were these kids? How like how old were these like these kids supposed to be like teenagers, right? I would say the kids would probably be anywhere from the age range of sixteen to eighteen, but they were obviously played by twenty year olds, like twenty yeah twenty one year olds, because like because the counselors would the counselors looked the older. Same. Well, the they same, look the same age, like twenty three at at the most. Yeah, it's like you. It's like Todd was the same age as David, but David was a, a little bit of on the chubby side, where Todd was tall and built. So you, oh, you, no. you took him more Dave serious kinda, as a man. Dave was, was kind of getting it. Todd was too. He's got a thing for Jason Alexander. I don't know. No, stop, stop. <laughs> he didn't before he watched this film. Now he does. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, is this they, they were smoking a lot, like smoking like cigarettes, and honestly, there's a, probably a little bit of weed in there too. They're literally blunt. It looked like a blunt. It, looked, it wasn't. It wasn't normally shaped, and it had some lumps in there. That's not a cigarillo. That is not a cigar. That is a fucking blunt. Baby, they looked like they had some Swisher sweets back then, and we're like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like so, I was like, what? Four twenty at the camp. But it also kind of feels like weird because I just kind of want to know what the age range was for the uh, for the kids because like they for some reason was able to like run a whole like little I guess a little like black market and shit like commentary yeah. for nudie magazines sex paraphernalia they all and had, all of that they all had characteristics because like dave had that going on he was also like the clown yeah um and and the like the de facto leader like yeah. people went to him then you had woodstock who was the uh the prankster and he also had this weird thing where like he was afraid of getting sick like everyone had their own per- then Alfred of course is the weird little perf but everyone had their own personalities even even the girls cuz you follow these two groups you follow Todd's the boys group and the girls yeah you follow Todd's group so Todd's the counselor and he has his group of kids and then you have Michelle's group yeah so Michelle's group included a uh, tiger which she was kind of like they kind of mirrored each other she, she's the young one i would yeah, say yeah she was like the young one kind of like Woodstock like yeah um, essentially and then you had um, sally sally was the one that was into eddie right no sally was no, the one that was into glacier yeah karen w- karen karen was the one into was, was in eddie yes uh so sally would be your typical i would say flirt um where a flirt but not really a flirt but like she's she's a tease a tease there you I, go i wouldn't say like that she's like the she gives innocent like the innocent like you know girl next door kind of type but it's like she wants to try something, but it's like, eh, I don't know. And then, and then the, Karen's Karen's the sweetie. Like, she's sweet. I was so sad when she died. I know. She really was sweet. I was sad. I was, honestly, I was sad when like, Sally uh, was killed, too. Because I was like, Sally did nothing wrong, but tried to... Like, she, even, she wasn't even trying to get some dick. She was just trying to, like, I guess, like, you know, see what Glaze, Glaze is going to do. That little two-minute man. It wasn't even two minutes, man. That was, that was like, like forty-five seconds. That was like forty-five top. seconds. And she was all like, "He liked rev. He like rev the engine, and then it sputtered out." <laughs> I I just wasn't sure how to feel about the scene, and you know what? Speaking of the sex in there, so like there's a little, like a good bit of romance and stuff, but like it got weird very quickly because of honestly because of Alfred. Because of Glazer and Eddie being all like, 
weird and rapey and all of that. So it was yeah, like there both, were it it mm, mm, mm. it was weird because both Eddie and Glacier were extremely. <laughs> Go ahead and repeat that. I'm sorry. It was really weird because like both Eddie and Glacier were extremely forceful and pushy, where Karen was more like. Ew, no, back away, go away, I don't, I don't want this. And Glacier, and Sally for Glacier was more like, okay, you really need to chill out. I am into you and I do want this, but bro, chill. You're a little bit too horny for me, A little too forceful. A little bit And then too you got forceful. Alfred that's just watching, and that's weird. And it's like, <sighs> but, I mean, what do you expect when, like, the Weinstein brothers wrote the story? I will say this, for there being five writers for this film, I'm surprised it's as coherent as it is. Uh, uh, who's directing this again? Uh, Tony, Tony Malam. I want to know Malum. what, what the male gaze, the male gaze was so real in this one. Like, yeah, Tony Malam, Malam. <laughs> in the first, like few scenes of the movie right after you know get introduced to the camp tell me why they're playing a baseball game it was in slow motion i don't know which girl it was sally uh, sally they made <laughs> i i felt bad for how they did, did my girl sally because like they had her nipped out and jiggling mm-hmm. in slow motion slow motion y'all and then Karen's wearing a shirt and bikini bottoms. And bikini bottoms. That's and, it. And, the, and Hell, even Tiger, the youngest one, who actually looks young. Like, you can tell she's 20, but she looks like a really soft 20. <laughs> looks very fucking young. They even had her sexualized a little bit. Only a teeny bit. Only not a teeny ne- bit. Not oh, a whole lot. Because, again, nearly, she is the young one. Not nearly as much as they were trying but, uh, to do. And, like, the uh, baseball game, though. Everyone yeah. was a little sexualized in the baseball game. And then that's the introduction you got to got to maybe most of the characters was through that baseball game. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why did you why was the camera that much on um Karen's ass? Uh because it was a Miramax production mm. in the early eighties. God, that part annoyed me because I was like, bruh, I get it, it's the eighties here in the summer camp. You were doing this from the the view of the horny boys, but I'm like, come on now. You can do better. Well, they could have just done that with, because there's even a comment where, like, Eddie's like, oh, look at that ass. They could have just showed the ass a little bit and then done. They didn't need slow-mo titties. They didn't <laughs> need Baywatch titties. They they wanted Baywatch titties. They, they got really wanted Baywatch, the Baywatch titties. titties. <laughs> like, Baywatch titties before Baywatch titties were a thing. And, like, the most messed up part about it is, is like, at least in Baywatch, they were, like, adults. These were, like, barely legal. <laughs> like teens, y'all. Like, yeah, come on. The, well, supposedly teens. Uh, the characters were yeah, like the characters. Are so teens. you're just like, come on now. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's not like sleepaway camp where. Uh, I'm still not gonna forgive that film for that. So, <laughs> before we go any further, I'm just like, I really wanted to just ask, just, I wonder how this film even got made. I got like, is there any history about how this film got made? Because like it came a year after Friday the Thirteenth, and I guess all this whole sleeping sleeping camp so, summer camp <laughs> summer camp trend, it really took was, off. It really yeah. took off because there was a summer camp film all throughout the eighties, all throughout the eighties. I mean, you had Cheerleader Camp, you had Twisted Nightmare, uh, 
the Madman, which we're actually doing next week. Uh, I think it's just Madman, not the Madman, but Madman Mars. Uh, we're doing that next week. Um, yeah, no, it's Sleepaway Camp Friday Thirteenth. All the Friday Thirteenths. Like this, it feels like the nineteen eighties was the year, like almost a decade, I guess, was of like summer camp slashers like it really felt like that really came into prominence during that time yeah because you don't get a whole lot of summer camp movies in the 90s or early 2000s um it felt like it was very of its time yeah because the closest ones we have modern um there is i cannot think of the name of it right now but there is a summer camp musical horror movie um, but I, I didn't want to do that this month. I wanted to save that for our horror movie musical theme that we're going to do eventually. Um, and there's also, I think it's called little monsters where like, it's a children's camp, but it's also a zombie breakout outbreak. Uh, I really want to see that one. Yeah, that one looks good. We may do that for like a, cause there's a whole subgenre of fucking zombie comedies. We may yeah. Do, we may do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. So, but oh, no, like I do want to check out the musical one because I'm a fucking fan of horror movies and musicals. I actually enjoy the shit out of musicals, and there's been some some surprising horror musicals. Like, have you ever seen Anna and the Apocalypse? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's so much fun. Well, yeah, like I think the one that I like is the one you don't like. Oh, uh, Repo. Yeah, I love Repo. I don't mind Repo. It's not good. That's it's... the point. It's camp. <laughs> That's the fucking point. Like, Repo is camp incarnate, and no one can tell me anything. Repo is camp. Everything as bad as it looks, it's supposed to be bad, and we love it for it. We love it. And that's that. Like, <laughs> we can talk about Repo another day, because I... I'm a repo stand girl. I that's one of my favorite like musicals. We'll get into it eventually. Oh yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it eventually. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite scene from this? Okay, actually I I'm glad you brought that up because I do really appreciate this and I almost forgot to talk about it. It's you the end. I brought it up. It's... <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just it's, like, it's when the, the credits rolled. The credits um, rolled, yeah. No, it's the end confrontation between Todd, Alfred, and um, Crosby. And it's actually- Crosby? Cros- Crosby? Cros- Cropsy? Cropsy. 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 Is- yeah, no, it's so, it's so weird to say Cropsy. 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 Anyway, it's the end where Todd goes to the ruins of the mine shaft- Okay, let me. I want to talk about that that part. That was one of my favorite parts too. Yeah, it's so good. All oh, the tension the, is so the good. The tension was perfect. The world, like whoever did set deck on that thing, they did that. And then it's like a very like famous callback to the beginning because it was the same area that just happened to have ruins in it. So I feel like the ruins there were also. I feel like that was also part of uh, where he was before. It could have been because in the story that Todd says is uh, after uh, Crosby, Crop, Cropsy, Cropsy uh, burnt, the whole camp burnt down. Yeah. Which is a little unbelievable, but you know, whatever. The um, whole, I don't know about the whole camp, but at least, that, the, at least his spot had to burn yeah, down. Yeah, but, and it's cool because you can, you can see 
the technique that they used to make the ruins bigger than they actually were. Um, they just kind of like filmed Todd moving around the same place, but in different close-up, faraway shots, different angles. So, oh yeah, even though right, even though you can clearly tell once you notice that stuff that the area they're filming in is probably just a itty bitty little area. It's cool that they use techniques to make it seem like he's actually wandering through these ruins. And it looks very like big too. Just it, I, I don't know. It, it felt not like a tonal shift, but like they were, were trying to like. Okay, when did Annie and the Jones come out? Did it was it nineteen eighty seven? The first one. Oh, it's before then. Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's way because, before then. Because I feel like they, that's what it, that's what it was giving to me. That last scene, it kind of felt like they were like putting on their best Indiana Jones impression. Like Todd was being Indiana Jones. Eighty one. Oh, it came out the same year. Same year. Oh. So who did it first? Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> what if this was the inspiration for Indiana Jones? George Lucas, I'm coming straight for you. <laughs> George You're Lucas a burning and... fan. George for um, you and uh, Steven Spielberg. I see y'all. I, I see, see y'all, y'all. besties. Um, um, but, but no, I, I really enjoyed that part because literally, edge of your seat tension. And what's crazy is there's a point where... So you're on the edge of your seat just waiting because there's no music. There's no sound. Mm. They got rid of that annoying fucking piano wire. Um they're just letting Todd roam around. And like I said, it's natural lighting that they go for. because So you don't see what's going on, which I really don't appreciate. But in this one instance, I do. Because Todd is actually fumbling around, crashing into do- into things, yada, yada, yada. But you don't see what he's crashing into. You don't see what's going on. So you don't know if at any point the killer could be right behind Todd. That's actually a little creepy. And then... You get the big reveal that shows Todd uh, actually being there, being one of the kids that causes the burning, uh, so to speak. Um, And you think, okay, so they're finally going to clash. They're finally going to get in there. They're finally going to attack each other. And then back to silence, back to Todd roaming around. And you're like, oh, fuck, when when am I going to get this? It's like the greatest tease ever. And I actually really enjoyed it. I think the way that they recorded that is, recorded it it was put together it was edited is the fact that i really think that it was all in his head like because you didn't hear silence at all you didn't hear anything from alfred because alfred was i thought he he was like he was dead dead like i thought he was like dead and gone so i was like oh no he's about to discover uh alfred's dead and then nothing all you see is the flashbacks and then you see that beautiful fire like, I don't know why. I just really was a big fan of just the way the fused fire to, like, to frame the scenes and all of that. Especially, like, trying to uh, just kind of juxtapose the past to the present. I do I really wish like that. I do wish that Flamethrower uh, Crosby, Cropsby had. Uh, I wish that would have came into play a little bit more. You never see a slasher. I mean, the shears was kind of cool. That's a little... He, you know, everyone's got to have that iconic weapon. His word, the shears. <laughs> then the motherfucker brings a flamethrower out of nowhere. Baby, he was out for blood. He said, fuck you, Todd. <laughs> I Baby, remember you. Was, the way, no, like, that part, like, surprised the shit out of me. Because I was like, oh, he was serious. He was really about to get his revenge. The same way he was about to, like, m- like 
vaporize that motherfucker. <laughs> and you know what, though? Like, it kind of sucked because even though Todd was the one who, I guess, didn't, he he was there. No, he was there. He was okay, there, so but he wasn't really up. He was like he may have, outside. He may not have lit the candle, but none of them technically lit Homeboy on fire. I'm not even going to try to say his name anymore. Yeah, uh, no didn't... one technically lit him on fire. The worst thing they did was not do anything once he was on fire and then not say anything afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, Todd's at fault. Okay. And I guess it's like that... There, you get weird because it's like there wasn't really much in a form of regret. No. It, like, Tony didn't... Tony. Todd <laughs> didn't really show much like regret or anything no he or, hit that bitch remorse. with an axe like he was like dead oh. in the head so i'm like i guess there was no remorse for that dude like just said oh you evil bitch i'm gonna be evil too like, yeah no i mean even alfred evil. even alfred was like you know what i'm gonna turn this dude into a spooky story i'm gonna shit all over his legacy i mean shoot no mm, one gave a shit no one like no one cared about him at all even the nurse and uh, the the wannabe doctor in the beginning were like poking fun at how burnt he was. Yeah, no that that was kind of fucky though. Like I I was kind of like, bruh, come on now, like y'all y'all get me doing that. Like that was almost violating HIPAA laws and shit. Like yeah, that 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 part <laughs> did, did I? It was funny, but I did feel uncomfortable with it because I'm like, come on, bruh. don't be making fun of that old boy like that. I yeah. know he's burnt to a crisp. He looked like a turkey leg. His arm looked like a turkey leg, y'all. Yeah, but his face looked melted. That like, that was my favorite. That that was a pretty cool. That was like, a cool reveal. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I hate. The only thing I don't care about is the fact that Alfred turned out to be the final girl. That that's what got me. I wish he would have died. I wish because <sighs> Todd's technically your final girl. If you want to keep calling him that. Um... I would Todd's technically one of your final girls. Alfred is the the damsel in distress, so he would be the final girl in this mm-hmm. instance. I just wish he would have died. <laughs> I like... wish Alfred <laughs> died. Todd showed up and was like, "Oh no, I'm late, you bastard!" And then they had like a final clash. I was like, and I did like that final final clash where like you thought everything was going all right. They're gonna be they were like on their main way getting back while Michelle was getting the cops that was in the helicopter. But no, he comes around, grabs Alfred, and like about to pull him back. But they're like, nope. <laughs> Todd grabs that dog on my sh- uh, axe, and boom, right in the face. And then lit him on fire. Add insult to injury. They no. stabbed him with shears. Hit him in the face with an axe, axe, and then lit his ass on fire. Like, and then left. You know what? That's like my top ten most brutal, <laughs> most brutal deaths I've seen. Yeah, that was, like I'm not even a lot. Like as like little gore you really see, other than maybe the hooker. The the that was pretty brutal. The way that these deaths kind of came about, they were brutal because. Well, Friday the 13th, each death is kind of unique and has its own shock value to it. All of these were kind of just not, I wouldn't say realistic in the way it happens. Mm. Mm. Let me take this back. Maybe Not realistic in the way it looks, but the way it happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's literally just stabbing them with shears, cutting their fingers off, uh, you know, just 
simple things like that it's all realistic nothing's like hugely you know bombastic it, it's not like they're trying to top each kill um even though the kill the one kill where the kids were on the raft that was that brutal. was that was also a good uh sequence because you think you're thinking the whole time you're like oh god because they're looking for karen because karen was the first kill and they can't find karen so they build a raft because all the canoes are gone um and they start rowing you know rowing it rowing the raft to get uh to back to camp um and they find one of their canoes and me and jay both are like yeah karen's gonna be in there Karen, no, Karen's in there. Nope. That was a good bait and switch because we all thought it was going to be Karen, but no. Nope. He popped out. And got them bitches. He murked them. I was like, oh my God. Murked them motherfuckers. Mm-mm-mm. And you know, none of them really deserved this, Eddie. Eddie none of them really it. deserved it. Like, poor Woodstock. Poor Woodstock. Uh, was Ty- Poor Tiger. Tiger was there? I think Tiger. No, 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 no. I thought Tiger made it. No, I think I can't remember. I think I Tiger did make it because she was did, complaining to yeah, Melissa. You're right. You're right. Oh, uh, what was the? No, it was um. Was it Holly Hunter? I think it may have been Holly Hunter. Holly, no. That was the one, the girl in the green I that st- I really liked. It still throws she me off. She was hilarious. She was hilarious. She was. She hilarious. was like, da- I wanted her and Dave to get married. Like her and Dave were just like a match made in heaven. They were cute. They were. They were adorable. It still throws me off that fucking Holly Hunter was in this film. <laughs> And, you know, one last thing before you wrap this up. Okay, so I hated the way that it was, like, teasing. Like, okay, we're not going to show nudity because, you know, we're classier than that. Then it's like, oh, you're going to have titties. <laughs> but, like, the weirdest <laughs> ways possible. <laughs> Wait. the Okay, so... The shower scene with Sally. They're like, okay, we're, just, we're not going to show any boobs. They're not going to show any nudity. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, they lower the camera <laughs> every so slightly. And, what's, and then, boobs. It's what's like, funny really? is, is so, like, the camera, like 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 Jay was saying, uh, they, they had the camera placed in a way where it's just, like, it's, like, chest up. So, like, you see the shoulders and everything. And they even did that with, like, this low angle where, like, you see your face, but it's still chest up. You don't see anything. And then it just slowly lowers. And he's like... <sighs> really? <laughs> After, like, minutes of not showing anything, you're just going to get a oh, little bit of titty. It's like, you just can resist. And then the same Damn thing... Ha- yeah, and then the same thing happened with Karen, where she goes skinny dipping with Eddie. But again, it's shot to where you see her butt, and that's it. And you're like, okay, nothing's going to happen. And then you get this faraway shot of her, front, like frontal, and you see that she's nude, but it's a faraway shot at night, and it's blurry. And so they, it's didn't, like, they didn't really do... They didn't really bother to light the scene. So it's like, oh yeah, no, she's nude, but like she's in a dark nude. So it's like you're really skinny dipping. You you don't see anything. <laughs> you don't see it, and the only reason why I saw it, I was like, is that her boobs? Because <laughs> no, because Miss Girl had tan lines out the wazoo, and it wasn't good tan lines because you know like swimsuits back in the day were a little bigger than like how they are now. So the bitch was pasty white. Oh, pasty <laughs> white. You saw like, like a bit. It was just like a big plat, like big plaster of white i was like you can tell that they put a little bit too much spray tan on her <laughs> just 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 a little bit 
But that's kind of my last thing. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, final, final thoughts, thoughts, and what would you rate it? My final thoughts, like, I had a kind of a fun time watching it. I, I'm just tired of sexualization in these, like, summer camp movies, because that's what it feels like it's been, like, I guess, because, you know, summer camp, of course, you're going to, like, have a little bit of that. I didn't really have that experience. You it's know, also, it's also but, the time period. Yeah, everybody was, like, horny. If it was, like, the 80s was, like, the most horny time. It, honestly, yeah. 80s were very, very like, people horny. talk about the 70s being horny with, like, the hippies and everything, but nah, dude. 80s were some drug-filled perverts. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is, this is a lot of, like, sexual, like, energy going on. And I'm like cool i get it teenagers but it's like bruh (laughs) but i did like i did feel like other than that i would have i can see myself being in that universe save for the kills but i can see like before the kills started i could have seen myself actually having fun with them because those they they look like they're having fun yeah and especially in the canoe part where they literally wet the camera up a lot that was funny yeah that it looks like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah, it literally seemed like they didn't know what to do, so they just said, you know what, guys? Get in the canoes and have some fun. We're going to shoot a scene. And I think what I also liked was that ending scene with the uh, that brutal, brutal, like, death. Like, the almost like death. Yeah, the brutal kill, like, adding insult to injury. I like that. And then the final part with the almost history repeating itself. That was pretty cool i like that so overall so far this is probably gonna be my highest rating three and a half hmm. solid three and a half nice uh i'm giving it a four i really 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 had a lot of fun with this film um yeah solid four like i'd rewatch this i would recommend this to people yeah no i I like this one this one's like, very good like for friday the 13th for example i could say you could probably skip the first one um if you're a fan of jason Voorhees, get the first one well even just in general because like the other than the kills there's not a whole lot you're missing from the first movie honestly i'm I'm being perfectly honest wow yeah i'm well i'm also not a huge friday the 13th fan uh not not huge on it there's a couple of films that i'm like fuck yeah this is awesome um but yeah i don't know you could skip that one sleepaway camp if you're i don't know if you're into it if you're into horror, probably check it out. I don't know. I would real. I would legitimately recommend this film. Um, Speaking of recommendations, it's free on Tubi. On Tubi. So just check it out. Yeah. Just you have nothing better to do with your life. I, you're watching us. I know that for a fact. You have nothing better to do. Watch. Watch this movie. Watch this movie and tell us what you think in the comments because yeah. we love engagement here. Yeah. Also, uh, if you like the video, like the video, hit that like button. Also, subscribe, hit the bell notification to get notified whenever we do drop another video and check out our other material. Because we also have parking lot reviews and other episodes of the podcast. And we also have other kind of like podcast episodes where we talk about like what made us like doing this, like being in the film industry or just like watching movies in general, what attracts us to it. So... It's a lot. You have a good bit of content you can uh, listen to. So yeah. go we're, ahead. We're also you want to. we're also on podcla- uh, podcast platforms. Podcast. Uh, yeah. For some reason, when Pod-class. I try to say platform after podcast, class comes out. 
But anyway, yeah, we're on Apple, uh, Spotify, shit like that. So, and of course, we're also on social media. So on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, <laughs> and other platforms like that. So just follow us uh, and engage with us talk to us yeah we like talking about movies and tune in next time because we will be checking out the 1982 film madman directed mm. by joe i'm gonna fuck this up ginani ginoni maybe this is all italian hold on joe ginoni i'm gonna look this up Gion, uh, gioni gioni joe gioni yeah joe gino yeah joe ginoni gioni Anyway, yeah, so watching Madman uh, should be fun. I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, we're both going yeah. in blind. Ooh. Oh, I'm excited, excited. So tune in, <laughs> tune in next week. And until then, I've been Heath. And I've been Jay. And you've been listening to Host, Host of Horrors. Bye. Bye.